Welcome to another Nail Nail Podcast. This is episode 40, and it's going to be another solo episode. We're going to cover the action that happened over the weekend for the MLS, mainly focusing on how these results affect the teams in regards to the playoffs and their positions in the standings, both in the Western and Eastern conferences, as well as the Supporter Shield. Although, for the Supporter Shield, we only really have to focus on two teams, and that's LAFC and the Philadelphia Union. But we'll get into that. Now, let's start with the first game of the weekend, which was between New York and New York in the Hudson River Derby. Uh, this was a game where I believed New York Red Bulls would come away with a win since NYCFC has had kind of a lack of threat since losing Tati Castellanos. Well, between that and their uninspiring performances, it really did look like this was going to be a lock-in for New York Red Bulls to win. But somehow, NYCFC managed to pull out two goals and come away with a win. I didn't really expect them to do that. Honestly, I think that between the two, uh, Red Bulls had a better attack. But... um, This is the result that they ended up getting on the day. For New York Red Bulls, the loss isn't that big of a deal since they have already clinched their playoff. But for NYCFC, this gives them just the gap that they need to distance themselves from the teams that are still sitting inside the playoff bubble. Since NYCFC are still not clinched, uh, they still have the potential of moving down I think it would take a very bad performance from them most likely losing both of their last games and for the teams right behind them to do perfectly in order to throw them out but I don't see that happening if anything it just helps them in keeping their position but it does give them the benefit of not having to immediately stress about winning their final two games, but it's best if they do. Now, in Atlanta, we got a result that I don't think anybody really expected. After getting some really powerful performances from Philadelphia, seeing them score so many goals, I think we all would have agreed that Philadelphia pretty much had already won this game before even stepping on the field. Not saying that Atlanta is terrible, but in comparison with forms, I think Atlanta didn't really have a chance with the statistics of their previous games. But somehow, Atlanta managed to keep this into a scoreless draw. It makes sense that Philadelphia wouldn't let in a goal. They have the best defensive team in the league so far and Atlanta on the other hand have at times let in a couple of goals that have been kind of easy so you know it makes sense to believe that Philadelphia was going to win this but this was kind of a better result for Atlanta yes it's only one point and sure they would have preferred to have come away with three points out of this since that would have boosted them into in the standings but for now it's enough to keep their playoff dreams alive Now, Philadelphia, it doesn't really do much for them. As for playoff positions, they had already clinched their spot by being the top seed in the conference, uh, on the Eastern Conference. But what it does affect them in 
is in the chase for the supporter shield. It trips him up a bit. Dropping points here has really just opened the window for LAFC, who lately has been struggling, but has managed to catch up in overall points and take the lead for this chase in top club for the league. So it's going to be interesting now that they're both equal on points and both of them have just two games to go in the rest of the league. In the match between Montreal and New England, Montreal came away with a win. The result was a 1-0 victory over New England. New England had plenty of chances, and unfortunately, they had one disallowed goal uh, because of offside, and they weren't able to get onto the scoreboard. Given their form in most of the season, I'd say this was pretty much a predictable result. But now with only two games left, New England find themselves in a position where they can still fight for a playoff spot. Although they are fourth out from the remaining playoff contending teams, I don't think it's very likely that they're going to make it. But I do have to say that it's surprising to see them in a position having had such a lackluster season compared to being in first uh, in their conference last year but for now according to the math they're still in but it's really going to depend on them winning both games that they have left or and also for the teams ahead of them to have bad results that's really the only way that they're going to get in there but Again, I don't think that it's going to happen. And if anything, it's just going to be kind of the best positioning in the standings for them if they end up winning the two games. Now, for Montreal, they've already clinched their playoff spot and they have a sizable gap between themselves and the New York Red Bulls. So they don't really have to worry about losing out on their current position. No matter what happens, win, draw, lose in their final two games, they're still going to remain the second place team in the Eastern Conference. Okay, in this next matchup, Orlando ended up facing off against Toronto in their 4-0 win over them, and they really made easy work of Toronto. Three out of those four goals ended up coming up in the first half, and it just seemed kind of one-sided and all favorable to uh, Orlando. Now, Orlando are still looking to clench a playoff position. They're currently tied with Cincinnati at 45 points and only three points ahead of ace place Columbus. So they still have quite a bit of work before they can actually relax and be secured into the playoffs. Luckily, though... Like many of the other teams, they still have three games left to go. And if everything goes in their favor, they can really find themselves securing that playoff position. Apart from the playoff position, they can potentially end up boosting themselves up to either third or fourth place. It really does depend on NYCFC or the New York Red Bulls. If they both have terrible games and Orlando managed to win, their final games, then they can overtake them and finish higher 
on the standings. Now, Toronto, at best, can only improve their final standing. They really have struggled this season, although at times it did seem like they were actually pulling some things together, finding some form, and would maybe have a chance at fighting for a playoff spot. But sadly, that just didn't happen. And when the Italian players came in, it did reinvigorate the team and they looked so much more threatening uh, especially if I recall one game they ended up winning like four goals to one or nil uh, I don't remember exactly that result but I do remember that that game uh, Michael Bradley ended up scoring and it was a pretty decent goal um, but unfortunately that didn't really play out through most games I think that happened a couple of times of where they would go ahead and somehow end up losing the lead and losing the game. So, um, unfortunately for them, they are eliminated from contending for a spot. And hopefully for Bradley and Toronto next season, uh, the, with the players that they have, they'll be able to improve upon what they've been able to do so far. But for now, they're just completely out. Up next, we have the Chicago and Charlotte game. Both of these teams coming into this game had a lot of play for. There was a lot on the line. Both teams were coming in with 35 points each. And the winner of this would end up keeping their hopes alive in search of a playoff position, while the other one would just fall out of contention. Neither of these teams had the greatest form coming into this, so it would be reasonable to believe that it could have ended up ended up in a draw but fortunately we did end up getting a winning result but because they were kind of similar in their performances it could have gone either way and it was anybody's game to take now if you look at the first half of this match you could have easily said that Chicago was going to come out on top by the end of the 90 minutes since they ended up getting a two goal lead and it almost seemed like Charlotte wasn't really going to get a chance to come back from that. But it seems like someone on their team did have something to say. And that would be no one else other than Swigolski. He's been a man on a mission all season long. Definitely one of the hardest working players out there. And thanks to his second half brace, along with Nuno Santos's goal, they were able to turn this game around and get a 3-2 final result. Pulling out those three points out of, Charlotte's, out of Chicago's hand and straight into their own pocket. Now with this win, they've been able to move up in the standings and have also put themselves in a position to be within reach of a potential playoff spot. They're kind of in a unique position. They still have three games to play and having three games to play means that there's nine points up for grabs and if they somehow manage to pull off a back-to-back -back win all the way through the end of the season, they might find themselves in the playoffs. It's a huge ask. I don't really think it can go that perfectly, especially knowing that the next team that they're going to face is the Philadelphia Union, 
and it's going to be hard to claw out a win there. But if Atlanta have been able to just keep them at nil-nil, maybe Charlotte can pull out at least one point out of that too. Kansas City defeated Minnesota 4-1 over the weekend, but unfortunately for them, they're no longer in the running to make it to the playoffs. So this win, and for any further wins that they end up getting, it really doesn't have any benefit for them. If anything, the only thing that they can get out of winning these final games is finishing the season with a good morale and just a slightly better position in the standings that they currently have. Uh, As for Minnesota, they still have yet to clinch their playoff spot or at least secure it. So this loss has made them a bit more vulnerable to all of those other teams that are just in the bubble and right on the border to qualify for a playoff spot. So with that in mind, Minnesota is forced to win both of these next games if they want to secure their playoff spot and avoid the possibility of getting pushed out by any of the teams below them. I believe at this moment they currently sit at sixth in the overall standings for the uh, Western Conference. So uh, they really do need to give everything they've got in these last two games in order to secure that spot. Over in the Austin-Nashville game, we ended up getting a 1-1 draw between both sides. Austin, appearing shaky in the last leg of games, has only had one win in the last five. Fortunately for them, they have already secured their spot in the playoffs, so any further losses does not pose any risk for them dropping out of the tournament. And on top of that, if they do end up losing their final two games, the lowest that they can drop is to third place. For Nashville, this is an important point since they're still battling it out with the other unqualified teams currently sitting with 47 points and in fourth place. They still have some work to do in order to be solidified into a spot for the playoffs. But it's looking like they are likely to do so if they can at least get four points out of these next two games. Russell Lake ended up falling to Cincinnati 1-2. They really needed to get a win in this game in order to boost their chances and get themselves into the top seven qualifying positions. Sadly for them, things didn't go exactly their way and Cincinnati was able to snatch away a win from them. They'll really need to just put everything that they have into these final two games in order to give them their best chance at qualifying. Currently, I believe they're sitting right outside the top seven in the eighth position and equal in points with the Galaxy at 43. So it's not impossible, but it's definitely going to take them winning and a couple of favorable results in the... Uh, teams that are slightly above them in order for them to get a good position into the playoff spots. Over in the Eastern Conference, Cincinnati is currently sitting on 6th place after this win over RSL. They still have 3 games to go. That makes 9 
points available to them so that they can secure a position in the playoffs. They, along with a handful of other teams, are also still fighting for these final positions. But as I mentioned in one of the other games uh, for the eastern side of of the conference, there's still a couple more teams in that section that also have three games. So it's not like they really have much of an advantage here with that extra game. Um, But they will want to keep this form going for the next three games and possibly get consecutive wins if they want to get the best chance that they have to make it to the playoffs. Speaking of fighting for a chance to be in the playoffs, we have two teams, Vancouver and Seattle, who faced off, and Vancouver ended up defeating Seattle 2-1. to Seattle have really struggled this season to find wins, and this match was no different. They fell to Vancouver and have now allowed them to skip over them in the standings and be one position ahead of them. Seattle is in the position where they have three matches to go until the end of their season, so although their hopes are still alive, it's going to take some magic to pull off three consecutive wins. Vancouver only have two matches to go, and with this win, it's a huge boost in their chase to qualify for playoffs. Since both of these teams are on the outside, it's going to take wins and hopefully some results from other teams where they drop points for these two teams to have a chance to make it into the playoffs so neither one is written out yet but as it stands and after this result Vancouver is better placed than Seattle but there's still a little bit more to go before it's finally decided which one if any of these two teams makes it to the playoffs. The Galaxy scores their way into a playoff standing position by defeating Colorado 4-1. Sure, they did get a win here, but there's still a lot of work to be done so that they can secure a position in the playoffs. They are one of the teams that has the benefit of having three games or nine points to gain before the season ends. And if they manage to win, they will be securely set in the playoffs. But sitting in the playoff positions might be a benefit, yet the amount of points that they're currently standing on isn't that different from many of the other teams that are still fighting for a spot. For one, they're tied with RSL, who is, I believe, on 8th position, right outside of the playoffs. And if they don't want to get switched from being inside to being outside, they're really going to have to win their final games. On the other hand, Colorado are hanging on by thread, still mathematically able to qualify for a playoff spot if everything plays off in their favor and if they win their final matches. But honestly, I don't really see Colorado making it into the playoffs. I think it's a huge ask for everything to align in their favor and for them to guarantee themselves a win 
in the next two matches. So if anything, I wouldn't be surprised if after the international break, when they play their next match, that they might be ruled uneligible for any playoff position. In this next match, we had San Jose face Dallas, and this resulted in Dallas falling to a 1-1 draw with San Jose. Luckily for Dallas, their playoff position is secured and they don't have to worry about falling out of the top seven playoff positions if they happen to drop off any more points by the end of the season. But to remain in the top three seeds, it would be much better if they end up winning these final matches. San Jose has long been out of the running since they find themselves at the bottom of the table, at least in the Western Conference. And at this point, with their final matchups being against teams that are still looking to secure a spot, all they can do is spoil their chances if they decide to put on any good performances to close out the season. We'll see what ends up happening with San Jose, and if they win those final matches that they have, whose chances will they be ruining in order to make it to the playoffs? It's going to be interesting. Between Portland and Columbus, this game ended up in a 1-1 draw. Portland being able to claw back an important point for them after finding themselves to be behind for the entirety of the match practically. The only goal that they were able to score came at the 95th minute thanks to Santiago Moreno. It's kind of crazy that throughout the whole match it really looked like Columbus practically had it and then last minute you get Portland scoring one point one goal rather to steal a point away well it doesn't really surprise me with them having 13 draws in the season so far I guess it's kind of a normal for them to get so many draws actually I think it's the most draws in the western conference Yep, 13. That's the most in the Western Conference. I didn't expect Portland to find themselves in the playoffs, but they've really managed to put in enough effort to at least come away with a point from most matches. That's really impressive, actually. Still, in possible danger, I think they're going to need a bit more work. um, Less draws, rather. If they're going to want to find themselves remaining in the playoffs. As for Columbus, if we look at this in a what-if scenario, a win here would have lifted them to the seventh position in the standings, and that would be ahead of Miami. But since they weren't able to hold on to their one-goal lead, they're now sitting on the outside looking in. And it's crazy how tight all of these standings are. Now, Miami and Columbus are both tied in points at 42 each. It's really going to come down to the end of the season to see which one of these teams is going to end up remaining in a playoff position. Uh, Both Columbus and Miami have three games to go. And I think. They're both forced to win all of them. 
the first of our last two matchups that we'll be going over is Miami versus DC. Miami ended up beating bottom of the table DC 3 to 2 to maintain themselves in contention of a playoff spot. A crucial three points thanks to the brace from Campana and a goal from inform man Iguain, who surprisingly has scored four goals in the last three games. That's amazing. For someone who was called out for not showing up and performing, he's definitely performing now. Miami still need the last three games of the season to go in their favor as they're currently sitting in seventh place on the Eastern Conference, which does qualify them for the playoffs. But in order to secure that position or move up in positions in that section of the table, they're going to need to win these last three games. And more than that, they're going to need their man Iguain to continue to perform and hopefully keep scoring in the next games that they have. For Wayne Rooney and DC United, the remainder of the season, I'd say kind of just serves as practice for him to play around with formations and possible players since they're, like I said, at the bottom of the table, not just in the Eastern Conference, but overall putting both of them together, Eastern and Western, they're at the bottom. So no expectations for Rooney, at least until the end of this season. Uh, But he has plenty of time to play around with his tactics and see what he can maybe start working on to begin next season and our final matchup of the weekend was between LAFC and Houston and in this result we ended up getting LAFC coming back to another win for a 3-1 victory over Houston going into this game LAFC had already clinched the number one conference seed thanks to Austin dropping points In the previous day, I believe their matchup was against Nashville. And at this point, LAFC find themselves only fighting for the Supporters' Shield against Philadelphia. After already playing against them and facing them once in the last three weeks, LAFC faced Houston again and, as mentioned, ended up coming out with a win this time, as opposed to last time where they ended up losing. Now, having won this game against Houston was a very important turning point for LAFC, since they have dropped a lot of points in the last couple of weeks and a couple of matchups. They kind of fell behind Philadelphia, at least for a moment, and it seemed like they're pursuit of the supporter shield was pretty much coming to an end fortunately though they now have this win and as mentioned at the beginning of this episode philadelphia ended up dropping points against atlanta now having dropped those points it has now brought both teams level as mentioned before and it's going to really come down to the wire i think both teams are definitely going to put all they have into these final games in order to solidify their win in the supporter shield but 
The thing is, it's going to come down to a tiebreaker. For LAFC, the favorable part in that is that they have more wins over Philadelphia. And at this point, they only have two games each. So there isn't much room for error and especially no room to drop any points if either one want a chance of clinching the shield. As for Houston, they didn't have much to fight for coming into this. Finding themselves just above San Jose, they were pretty much already considered mathematically and eliminated from even qualifying for the playoffs. So at this point in the season, with just a couple of games to go, just like San Jose, the only role they have left to play is spoiler against any of the contending teams that they'll be facing off against in their next two matches. And that brings us to the end of the review of all of this past weekend's matchups. It's going to be interesting uh, coming into the end of the season. I think we'll end up reviewing again um, once we get, I'd say, before the final game, uh, just to make sure who's in, who's out, who's still got a chance. But for a lot of these teams, they're just so close in points difference that it really can change completely depending on the results you know if some of these teams end up getting wins when they need them and also getting the teams above them to drop points it's just gonna be crazy anyway it's exciting to see the closeout of this season and even more exciting to see what teams are going to be in the playoffs anyway that is Everything that I have to cover for the weekend on this episode 40. Yes, I only did focus on the MLS side of things, but I just felt like there was a bit more to look into when it came to the MLS, especially as we mentioned throughout the whole episode. It's playoff fighting mode at this point. Uh, so I will see you at the next episode, uh, hopefully with Arnold if he returns by then. If not, then it'll be another solo episode, but it should be interesting after the next match. So thanks for tuning in, and I'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>